welcome to Exploring the Marketplace podcast. My co-host is Bob Hassan, and we are creating a conversation with Christian marketplace leaders who have careers that have been impacted by their faith. We are also answering your questions about entrepreneurship, business leadership, careers, and how the kingdom of God changes your impact in the marketplace. Come join the conversation now. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. I'm Bob Hassan. I'm with my friend, Sean Bowles, and we have Mike Moron today. Sean, tell us a little bit about him. I'm going to tell you about his bio. For almost 40 years, Mike Moore has been reaching the minds and hearts of people, igniting them with passion and purpose. A full-time businessman and a global motivational teacher, Mike has spoken to IBM, the American Red Cross, the New York Yankees, and scores of other businesses, universities, and churches about the intersection of faith and business. With an MBA from the Illinois Institute of Technology, Mike has worked his way from Chicago Southside to a perennial number one salesman for one of the world's largest international leasing companies. He brings deep understanding of spiritual dynamics of successful living and organizational growth. And he'll tell you without hesitation that his personal relationship with Jesus Christ is the most exciting part of his life. He has two books out. One is Love God, Hate Church. And one is Love God, Make Money, which I've read both. And they're just awesome. He says they blow the lid off of everything you thought you knew about church, Christianity, and the one who started it all. And one of the things I love about Mike, uh, Bob, I've known him for a lot of years. I wanted to be on the podcast for a while is that he is a live wire. He's connected to just everything that, every truth that's inside of him, he gives away. He can't help, but he just, it, it just comes up. But if you ask him about something, he doesn't just tell you, he tells you, <laughs> <laughs> which we need people like that. It's, just, yes. it's, it's truly him. It's truly his uh-huh. passion, his authenticity of who he is. And so he's a natural salesman and evangelist, but he also is super deep, as you're going to hear later mm-hmm. on when we interview him. Yeah, well, looking forward to meeting him. I I love you've talked about him, and I can't wait to hear about him. Hey, my fellow explorers, we have a brand new book out. And if you've ever been given a word that you're a Joseph, an Esther, a Solomon, or a Daniel, you need to learn how to hear God the way that they did. You need to have that place inside of you that connects to God, that can believe for his solutions on the world today and for his problem-solving ability, his wisdom, his strategy. And so we've written this book called Wired to Hear, and it's connecting God's voice to your career and place of influence. You are gonna love this book. I wanna encourage you to get it today. My friend Bob Hassan, who does Exploring the Marketplace with me and myself, wrote this to take you on a journey of how to succeed in your place of career with God's voice and with connection to Him. Visit Bowles Ministries today and look up Wired to Hear or go to any bookstore you know and you should be able to find Wired to Hear. But get it, review it, and share it with someone else. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. I'm Bob Hassan with Sean Bowles. Sean, how are you? I'm good. And look, we have Mike Moore here. And we you have Mike Moore. Mike your first time in our audience some of you have heard of him and then some of you haven't so it might be your first experience too but it will be an experience because Mike is awesome so we're so glad you're here good to be here guys love it well you're in uh, dallas texas and my wife and i have spent time in your home and we've i've spent time in your home on different trips that i've been there as a matter of fact when i was when i was shooting my first tv show i stayed with you yes and uh it was so awesome just you're you're the best host but you also have several businesses you're involved with and you coach people and help people. And yeah. you have the side of you that's has a ministry voice as well that you can't get away from even if you try just because you're, you're so impassioned with God's love that just stuff comes out of you to break boxes. And I love it. So you kind of, you have this rich history. I know we talked already about it a minute ago uh, before you were on, but tell us kind of what life looks like right now in, in your world. Well, you know, obviously everybody it's pre COVID 
post, it's kind of like before Christ, after Christ, right? I mean, it's pre-COVID, after COVID. But you know, some businesses did well in COVID. And fortunately, the one of the businesses I'm involved in is mergers and acquisitions. And that's when investors come and buy companies. And when they buy companies, those are private companies, so private equity. And the reason, even during COVID, COVID, that the value of people's businesses was at an all-time high is because interest rates are zero, Yeah, which means there's nowhere else for an investor to put his money. There's not a fixed-term instrument like a bank that's going to give you any interest because it's zero. So the only thing left is we got to buy equities, which is what? Public companies, stock or private industry, which is stock. So that industry is going through the roof. Now, COVID hurt our economy, but it didn't hurt the mergers and acquisitions marketplace. Well, we're hearing that a lot. Uh, Bob and I are like talking to different people on the show and probably the majority of the people who come on our show are sharing stories that during this time, like God is just, they're in the right industry at the right time, which is just really cool. I love that. But, you know, take us kind of back into your story because I know um, our audience, one of the things that's powerful in this kind of interview format is that we get to hear the power of story. And when you see yourself in someone else's story, like some people are going to hear parts of your story and say, that's me. I've gone through that. Wait, mm-hmm. I can end up here, but I've started here. It really helps us. And so I love what's one of the reasons why Bob and I do this show is to, to be able to give away the power of story. But take us back to when you were first like really walking with God. Well, I mean, so I became a follower of Jesus when I was a senior in college. I was raised Roman Catholic, so I understand guilt and condemnation (laughs) better than anybody, okay? And not to put the Catholic Church down, because obviously they preach Jesus crucified in his burial and resurrection. But, yeah, when I was... When I was a senior in college, it went from here down to here. So I understood at a heart level what the business transaction that happened at the cross. So people like to talk business. And, you know, as you, you remember, Sean, I wrote two books. So far, I'm writing a third one. First one is Love God, Hate Church, Moving Past the Do's and Don'ts. Second one was Love God, Make Money. And business and God are not enemies. And so... God owns planet Earth. The Earth is yeah. a world and all it contains, the people. He owns it all. Whether Jeff Bezos wants to believe it, God owns Amazon. <laughs> okay? He owns Facebook. He owns it all. You know, we're the ones down here, you know, kind of fighting through. And as uh, Lance would say, Lance, well, becoming, taking the seven kingdoms back, right? Yeah. Seven mountains. So, you know, for me... What I learned is in in business, you know, we kind of want to separate, you know, we got God over here and we got business over here. And listen, the cross was the greatest transaction in business the world has ever seen and the world will ever see. That transaction where God made a decision, seen the Godhead, that they one would become a man crucified all the sin of the world be taken away and he goes here's the transaction you give me nothing and i give you everything Hmm. you come to me and believe who i am 
believe what I did for you at a heart level, I take away all your sin, past, present, and future, and I give you everything pertaining to life and godliness. I fill you with the fruit of the Spirit. I can't give you any more than I give you at the cross. Now walk that out the rest of your life. So that just hit you when you were a senior. You just got like revelation download. Whacked me. It just wow. whacked me. And, and you I, turned into like an evangelist. You couldn't help it. I mean, I can No, I, it, it wasn't know. about, no, it's, it was just, hey, guys, this is, this is free. But it's life-changing. Yeah. Why wouldn't we want this? You know, and it, what I love about what you do, Sean, and I think this is really important today in the world, and that's the prophetic. And I, I want to talk to the young people and say this one thing. The prophetic is important, but not at the expense of the word of God. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, right? We have to, and for me as a businessman, I need to know what God says and why God says what he says. And he says, if any of you lacks wisdom, just ask of God who gives to all men generously yeah. and without fault. And I'll give it to you. That's a promise. It's not, it's not tied to behavior. It's tied to a belief. And in business, where's the edge? God, give me wisdom from you. Put that in me. We ask God, says, I'll do that for you. We just have to believe what he says. The Amen. word of God is a true or false manual. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. True or false. There's no middle ground, no fill in the blank. It's either yes or no. It's binary. It's like a computer, right? Mike, tell us, tell us a story about where uh, God gave you supernatural strategy in business, where you were going one way and he directed you another way, where he actually spoke to you. So that's a great question. I'm going to answer it this way. In, in Genesis, remember the story where Abraham saying, hey, we need to find a wife for Isaac. Yeah. So he sends Eliezer, and you guys know this, Eliezer means comforter. So here's Abraham, the father, sending the Holy Spirit to find a bride for Jesus, right? Holy Spirit, right? So Eliezer's finding a bride for Isaac. And he says this, he goes, Lord, grant me success today in the eyes of my master. Grant me success in the eyes of my master. The start, Bob, is Lord, every day I say this, Lord, grant me success today in the eyes of generational. Grant me success when I'm talking to business for my employer. If you're self-employed, it's God. God owns it. Grant me success today. Number one, give me wisdom, Lord. Number two, so I'm walking down a path with a company in Houston. This deal is finished, and I told them I could do it for this price, and I got it done. And so I didn't have the deal okayed, did not have it at any direction. But I knew I could go back and convince my company, not knowing that the market shifted in a day and the prices wow. went through the roof. Wow. But I, made, I gave a guy my word took it off the street in its mind. I get back and they go, we can't do that. I go, well, I think we, we Mike, we can't do that. If you told the client that you put our name on the line, you know what that means? I go, okay. 
So I go, Lord, what do I do? So I call a guy on the phone. I said, hey, let's say his name was Bob. Bob, I know what I said to you. And I just want you to know I can't honor it. It's my name, my word, my company. We are unable to honor it because of the market. And I said, you're going to have to go to number two. So the guy goes, you realize you'll never do business here again. I go, I understand that totally. As a matter of fact, I want to take you to lunch. Could we at least meet eye to eye? He goes, yeah. So I got on a plane, flew back down, looked at him eye to eye and said, I was wrong. There's, I have, there's wow. nothing for me to stand on. Mm-hmm. And I just had to eat humble pie, go back home. Am I going to have a job? I mean, you know, and all this stuff. So he goes now to number two, who backs out, number three, number four, number five. Nobody can do it. Wow. He calls me back on the phone. He goes, every guy that said they couldn't do it blamed me. Hmm. Except they you. blamed me. Mike, you flew down. Tell me the price. We'll do business. Wow. You know, that that stuff where you go, okay, Lord, I can't make this stuff happen. But I just had to own yeah. it, eat it, face it. I'm wrong. And let's see what happens. That's one of the things I love about you, Mike, is that you have you have literally millions of these stories where you just the ownership and the character side of things of just, mm-hmm. you're going to be a man true to your word. And if you, if you need to apologize, you will. And it's, and those are high stakes. I mean, like you could have lost your job. Yeah. You definitely wow. were losing the contract yeah. except for that God came through. I mean, all those things. And I feel like, you know, when you look at the ethics of business across the board, it's so low right now in so many yeah. sectors and the, the, the antidote for where we're at with the corruption where, you know, whether people say drain the swamp in certain areas or whether people, whatever it is, the antidote is that is people like you and hopefully us who mm-hmm. do things differently, who do things with a kingdom mindset and a kingdom model of how Jesus would do it. And I just, I love that story because I think it, it speaks volumes, you know, over yeah. where we're at, how we have to operate because things are changing and there's so many disruptors. Things change day to day now. Right. We have to have that wisdom you just talked about that's in the word and we have to have yeah. that ability to discern um, kind of take us a little bit more into your personal story, if you can. And that was very personal. But as far as kind of just the stages of growth, because you went into businesses right out of college. Yeah, and I believe you got married and, and just your life yeah. was on a certain trajectory. And then you you hit another place of like, you know, struggle. So we'll talk about that part. Yeah. So I, I started my career out, you know, after grad school and I went to work with IBM and, you know, and went through that whole process and the whole bit. I got married. And thinking, oh, that now it's all together, have a family, the whole bit. Well, man, you talk about hitting a wall. And I went through that. It was the hardest time of my life. And here's what I realized through it is I didn't know how to love. Mm. And it, was, it wasn't about my ex. It wasn't her. It was me. Wow. And it wasn't that she did something wrong. It's I couldn't receive my father's love. I was on a performance treadmill, guys. It was, I, listen, Lord, you're you're like the Marines. You're looking for a few good men. I'm one. <laughs> I'm out banging doors, telling people about Jesus, Lord. Aren't you seeing what I'm doing? Come on. There ain't people like me out there doing this. And guy said, guys, okay, glad you feel that way. But I didn't know his love. Wow. I was the older brother in the prodigal son. I wasn't the, I wasn't the prodigal. 
you know, taking my money and eating, you know, uh, you know, wine, women and so that wasn't what I was doing, but I was the older brother. Wow. I had it all together. I knew what I was doing. I was going, you're not doing it right. I was, you got to do it right. Got to keep the rules. But inside I was dead because I couldn't get, I couldn't grab his love. And so I went through a divorce and I was teaching at Moody Bible Institute. Wow. I was doing all this stuff at Moody Church with Erwin Lutzer and a great pastor and all this, right? And I was like, but, and I was married and our marriage was dead and it wasn't my ex-wife. It was me. Women wow. respond. Men initiate. Jesus initiated. We respond to that initiation. No different in a marriage. And so I didn't know. I couldn't love me. I couldn't receive. How in the world can I love a human being living in my house? Yeah. And so it was easier for me, guys, to go through a divorce than to face the pain I knew I had to face. Wow. And it wasn't until I got on the other side of that that I took my Bible, set it up on the shelf and said, sorry, Lord, I, I, I'm sorry. I can't mm -hmm. do this. He goes, great. Now we can start. Great. Wow. Great. Yeah. So no. Just the performance treadmill, like you got oh. off it and immediately and, and you found God in, in the way yeah, that you wanted to. It was like my second salvation or real salvation. Right Not on. that I wasn't saved because I, I confessed Jesus as my Savior and Lord. But it's like God said, now you can understand grace yeah, in mercy. I was on the Michael Brown show. You know Michael Brown. Yeah. He wrote a book called Hyper Grace. He yeah. wanted to see my book, Love, God, Hate Church. He goes, that makes no sense to me. I go, well, it does to me. And so have you read it? And he goes, no, let's, we'll talk about it. I said, before we do want to talk about hyper grace. He goes, I said, there's no such thing. Grace is hyper. <laughs> it's it's, it's otherworldly. Yeah. If you understand grace properly, it's the, the definition of grace is in, in Titus chapter two. It says, for the grace of God has appeared. Number one, bringing salvation to all men. First thing grace does is give you a gift. That's it. Number one, after the gift, he goes, instructing us, teaching us to deny worldly desires hmm. and to live righteously, you know, uh, godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope. That's grace. It's mercy. We trip and fall. We get up and move ahead. The Christian life today in churches needs to be uh, uh, families growing up in the same community, watching their kids get off drugs and on drugs and off and getting help and people going through divorces and staying connected without judgment. That's going to heal the church well it's funny because um you know there's a whole generation who are talking about deconstructing their faith and they're trying to figure out what grace is and what faith is and it, it feels like you foreran that already and wrote these books out of that place bob what were you gonna say i was gonna ask you mike how you found your heart through that divorce i understand that but i mean what was the process um you're so, in business you're 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 moving forward you've had a heartbreak yes um and and so how did the lord i guess what i'm asking you is how did the lord come to you and you found your heart so after the divorce and erwin lutzer it, which is the who's the pastor at the time he's not pastor anymore of, of moody church um 
was was gone. He said, and by the way, he said, Mike, I wouldn't marry you. I'm not going to marry you. You guys aren't. So I found someone else because I was going to do what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Went to the marriage, got to the other side, sit down with, with uh, Pastor uh, Lutzer. And he said three things. Do you want to get through this? Do you really want to get through this? Do you really want to see, do you want this to change your life? I go, yes. He goes, three things. Number one, I need you to take full responsibility. It's you. It's your heart. It's not your wife. It's your desire, not hers. 100. Yeah, but you can't have any buts. That's number one. You have to take full responsibility for your behavior. That's good. Number two, he said, you need to sit before the Lord and you need to believe what I'm going to say, but you, I don't know how long it's going to take. You have to say, Lord, my feelings are more important to me than what you say. Mm -hmm. My feelings trump your word. Mm -hmm. You got to get to that point. And so, and I go, okay, what's number three? He goes, no, you, you go home and you get those two down. You come back. And I came back about a month later. I said, Pastor Lewis, let's talk. Well, it's me. It's, it's me. I, and I had to believe it's me. There's something in me that I, I need help to work on me. And secondly, I said, you're right. God's word, it's all this stuff. And I'm looking for loopholes. And I said, Lord, my feeling, if I was dead, then I wouldn't go through with it. But I'm not dead. I'm trying to stay alive. Wow. And he, and he, so he, so we talked for all it. And he was, you're ready for number three. I said, if it doesn't matter at this point with three is he goes, well, now let me share it with you. Romans eight, one, there's no condemnation for those in Christ. And he, I said, why couldn't you have told me that to made this easier? No, you needed to get these yeah. other two down. So, so Mike, what happens is in business, I assume when, when you have, when you, when you have problems and you have issues and you have failures, those three principles um, remain for you also. Man, that's, the, story, the story you told about the yes. story you told about the guy coming back to the deal, you yeah. you just went in your character and essentially you you recognize there's no condemnation in Christ because you said, look, I made a mistake, I can't do this, and God ended up saving the deal for you. I think our listeners, that is just a huge thing yeah, yeah. to grab onto from Mike. You know, and Bob, it it comes down to. And listen, this wasn't easy for me, Bob. No, I'm, <laughs> we can feel it wasn't easy. Yeah, I want to hit hit my head against the wall fifty yeah. times, mm-hmm. right? But personal responsibility. Yeah, and in sitting with some men in my life mm-hmm. that we found it a gift to self disclose. Mm-hmm. It it's not a. Um, I don't believe personally in an accountability group. Agreed. Right. So can I give you an example about how accountability works back in the late nineties? Um, <laughs> I was struggling with porn and I was, you know, on my computer and I got some guys to help me. They said, there's this thing called net accountability. It's a software program oh, wow. You're on your program. And it sends three of your friends, what sites you're looking at. They wait. <laughs> no, you didn't marry. You got a Victoria's secret. You've been looking at what's up, you know, ah, you know, I didn't, so you know what I did? 
You know what I did? Accountability. I bought a second computer. Right. <laughs> Man, Mike, you, wow, is God working in your life? I go, yeah, man, he's he's really working. It was, listen, I was a master at hiding. Yeah. And to be able not to hide and self-disclose and say, look, at this is where I'm at. Yeah. Guys, this is where I'm at. And for somebody to listen and to give feedback to say, you can't, can't do that. You're not supposed to. I get that. I don't need that. I need, okay, Mike, what do you need from us to get you over this hump? You know, here's what I need, right? We're adults, but to take personal responsibility for our feelings. Bob, you can't make me angry. You don't have that kind of power, brother. I'm already angry. <laughs> you can stir it up, but you can't make me yeah. that way. Right? Yeah. Lord. Oh. Tell, us the, tell us one of the big moments, Mike, where um, God just came in a big way later. Because there's you started to give away really wisdom, and, and not just for your books, but you've spent a lot of one-on-one time with a lot of different people, both in ministry and also yeah. or entrepreneurial or who are young career folk. So talk about just that moment when you knew you can give this away now. You know, Bob, or uh, Sean, when, when I was in my 20s, I think here's where it started for me. And I, I want to encourage people and in, in just to, if I were to lay, what are the three things? Number one's personal responsibility. Yeah. Number two, know what God says. Just know what he says. Just get into a reading plan and know what God, his promises are off the wall. Yeah. And the last thing in business is this. I listened to a guy from World Vision. Um, I don't know. This was probably, wow, 35 years ago. And he talked about tithing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> tithing. I wonder what that is. And he talked about 10% and the whole bit. So I listened to it. I, I was fascinated by this. So after church, I went out to him. I go, am I supposed to give 10% of my gross or my net? <laughs> I loved his answer. He goes, do you want a net blessing or a gross blessing? <laughs> I said, a gross blessing. He goes, well, there's your answer. I learned, this was a demarcation for me, Sean. People from the heart, people ask me, how did you get as successful as you are in business? What did you do? I said, I gave yeah, it's so yeah, true. I, mean, right? you know you I, I you, I listeners, do you need to believe this? Because Mike's stories of giving are yeah. outrageous. It's we can spend a whole episode on it. I gave, you give. Wow. Where do I invest? Where do you invest? I give it away. Yeah. yeah but what stock? Give it away. Listen, if you invested in a mezzanine level stock day one with Bill Gates, you know how much money you're worth today. You're not working. Nobody's working, right? Is God's stock better than Bill Gates? Mm. Is the kingdom of heaven the one that said the earth is the Lord's? God owns all the diamonds, the rubies, the gold, the silver. God owns it. He owns all the currency on, in every country on the planet. He controls it all. And so God says, you know, so I love this. And you guys have heard this a million times, but let's go deeper with it. Malachi chapter three, God says, test me now on this. Number one, God can't fail an exam. Give me your test and yeah. see what I'll do. 
if I won't open up the windows of heaven? I said, Lord, why not the door? He goes, Jesus was the door that's open. And there's more windows in a house. Okay. And I'm opening. And when I do that, here's number two, I will rebuke the devourer from your business. Mm -hmm. I'll rebuke him and he won't be able to touch your business. You want to, you want to flourish in business, everybody give, give, well, 10%. That's a start. That's, that's God owns that he's given you 90 say, Lord, take 10 of the 90. That's, and then lastly, he goes, why am I doing all this? So all the people in your world will see that I blessed you. It's my name. It's my name. When you're driving Rolls Royces and, you know, flying private jets, go for it. But not at the expense of giving a huge chunk to the Lord. Not in dollars, in percentage. That Trump. <laughs> well, this is why I wanted to have Mike on, Bob. That's You're right. Here now. And Mike, yeah. tell us how to get a hold of your materials, your books. Uh, so my books are on Amazon. <laughs> Love God, Hate Church. Love God, Make Money. And Mr. John Bowles endorsed my third book, Love God, Get Divorced. And that is so much fun. And it's not divorcing your spouse. It's divorcing from the five internal terrorists that we face. Fear, unforgiveness, judgment, pride, and self-righteousness. That's what we need to divorce from. Well, thanks for being on today, Mike. I know we have another segment coming up with Bob and I, but before we get there, I just want to give you the biggest thank you and tell you that we so respect you. We love you. Thank you so much, Mike. Love you guys. Everything we're doing with our podcast is made possible by our incredible partners and financial contributors to our ministry. They are helping us to bring the equipment to upgrade everything we're doing to have the time and space to do this. It's a free offering we give to you. Maybe you're listening in your shower. Maybe you're listening in your car, your workout. Well, I want to continue to do this. I'm going to continue to have these incredible guests tell their prophetic process of how God's spoken to them so you can get a vision of how God speaks to you and also so that other people all around the world can have this resource at their fingertips from their smart device, their computer, their YouTube, whatever they have, that they will have this this incredible resource. So go on the partnership journey with us. As a partner, you're going to receive an email and communication every month from us. We resource you with a partnership page that has literally dozens and dozens of messages that only of our partners have. We also have partnership contribution back to you where we actually give resources. You guys get stuff first. Usually at Christmas time, we have a new book come out. You guys get it before everybody else and you get it signed. I love our partnership program. I love being on a journey with our partners because they are some of our, they're a team, they're our family. They're the ones who are contributing to make this happen. Come be a partner today. Go to bowlsministries.com under giving and membership and you will become a partner. Welcome back to Questions with Sean and Bob. We have a, a question from Tiffany Egler. She sent it in to us. Um, I think it was from one of our Facebook lives, but let me read the question. My job is being phased out at the end of May, and I'm not sure if getting a new job is best when I want to build a business or several businesses. How do I position myself to hear from God without treating him like an eight ball? That's so honest. That's so honest, right? Like, I mean, I I have the people who will call me and be like, because I have a reputation in praying with prophetic intentions. So people call me and I do feel like they're shaking my head like, (laughs) yeah, 
But here's the deal. If you, if you even have that language in you, when you pursue God, you won't do that to him. If you have that language in you, you're already being spiritually intelligent enough to go. Right. I'm, just, I'm not trying to use you for direction. I'm trying to be in relationship with you because I want to partner to you. I want to do your will for my life. Ephesians 2.10 says that before time began, God prepared our destiny for us and good works for us. So to be hungry to know what those are and to really walk with God is one of his favorite things you can do. So to pursue him prophetically in those areas is, is your right as a son or daughter of God. And so I'm going to encourage you, Tiffany, as a daughter of God, he can't wait to speak to you, but he does it in his own rhythm patterns and ways, and he builds his story. So it's, he doesn't always give us the direct answer that we're looking for. A lot of times he gives us a process that leads us on our life journey, which brings more and more revelation of both him and then also those things in our life. And so don't despise the journey part where it's sometimes he hides himself in the midst of the day through the conversations, through the desire itself. Sometimes he hides himself in four of the directions. You, you said multiple businesses. Maybe there's four of them, but he's hidden the desire in one of the areas. And you need to pay attention to that desire because you can trust your God heart, God's heart inside of you. And a lot of times we're told our heart's incredibly wicked. Don't ever trust your feelings, your heart. Well, as a Christian, you're sanctifying your feelings. You're putting to death your flesh woman, your flesh man. And so that means that you can trust your heart as God's rebuilding it with his character and his life. You want to listen to it. You want to listen to that gut, that intuition, that discernment that's inside of you because God of all the universe lives in you. So we have our book Wired to Hear, which is a great resource as well to maybe walk you through some of that process. But what a great question. Do you have anything, Bob, on that? Yeah, actually I do. Um, I, You know, Tiffany, I think following the peace, I, I know in my life when things are, things are kind of up, upended, I try to follow the peace. And I know sometimes, you know, you might have to find another job uh, after your job's phased out in order then to take the time to uh, plan your first business. But I yeah. always am looking for what causes me peace and uh, that where fear isn't. So, so I hope, I hope that helps. Philippians says the peace that passes all understanding. My favorite scripture in the world is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, was Sean just talked about trusting in the Lord with all your heart, leaning not into your own understanding. And I think that if you get some people around you and you pray through this and you ask God, you know, strategically and you keep a journal, I think you're going to find the peace and God's going to direct your paths. So thank you so for much sure. for your question. If you have questions for Bob and I, we'd love to answer them. Just go to our website, bullsministries.com. You can click on ask a question with Sean and Bob. And also this episode and all these episodes of Exploring the Marketplace in this podcast are available for you because of generous donations from people just like you. And so if you want to listen to more of the episodes and be a well, partner to us, go to bullsministries.com and click on partner. And we have an incredible program for you that we'd love to have you a part of the family of Bulls Ministries. Oh my gosh, this partnership program is so amazing. Um, the, they, there's a partnership coordinator that prays for the partners. There's, totally. there's resources that go out at the end of the year. It's a really cool partnership program. Thanks so much for listening or watching, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Exploring the Marketplace podcast, part of the Exploring Podcast series. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing or even rating and reviewing so that more people can connect to us. Also, we'd love to be part of your spiritual journey, and we have amazing resources at our website, www.bowlsministries.com, B-O-L-Z ministries.com, including other free media, TV shows, books, and even an ongoing mentoring online platform. See you there.